0: Hello, all. For those of you who do not know who I am, I am Heidi Dallaire, the creator of Love Wide Open. I am also an emotional health coach and life coach for empaths and sensitives, helping them navigate the world just a little bit easier. And today I have a special guest. I have Kat Knott, who is a spiritual teacher, an evolutionary guide, and a channeler to a collective called crew. ooh, And I have the pleasure of calling her also my friend and guide for me. And when I have been feeling that the world is topsy-turvy, I call Kat to make sense of it all. So welcome Kat Knot.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes. It's usually quite magical when the two of us get together. So let's, let's see where we end up.
0: I know it is, but we've never recorded it. So this will be fascinating for people watching.
1: <laughs> and terrifying for us.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I just called you a channel. Many people may not know what that is. So could you kind of explain in the best layman terms you can, like what you do?
1: <laughs> well, actually, that's been quite a journey to figuring out what I actually do, you know, and that is, is part of, I think, what we're all here to do is to figure out what is it that I do? Um, but yeah, being a channel to the crew means that, you know, we are all, I believe, connected to the infinite connectedness of the universe and more and more we're having in conversations now discussions about inspiration and discussions about you know having downloads of inspired ideas and all of these things but my particular journey has been that I actually started off tapping into my own inspiration through uh, journaling through writing And many people do this. You know, this is a really amazing way of tapping into actually what's in our heart rather than what's in the noise in our head. But what happened to me was as I started writing over the years, different energies would come in as I was writing. And I actually got to a point where instead of I'd have an idea, then I'd write it down. I recognized that I was actually reading the words as they were being written. Mm. So there was this moment of recognition of, wow, this is something really exciting. And once I recognized that this was something different and this was something really exciting and I delved into it, I went in at like full speed because, you know, I'd been working on my own self-development. I'd been working on my own connection. I knew I had a spirit team around me. And then all of a sudden I had this way of accessing through written word you know I would ask a question and then the answer would come and with each individual energy I would get different styles of handwriting and it was just it was really fascinating that that happened and then all of a sudden it it was like one of these utter madness moments I was out walking in the woods and I was sort sort of speaking aloud in my head and asking questions which is what I do to find solstice and I actually sort of said, how does this Abraham Hicks thing work then? You know, how, how does that work? And immediately, as soon as I'd asked the question, I got this like visceral voice came out from inside of me and it was like, well, it works like this. <laughs> and then I spent the next, uh, I think it was about 40 minutes of that walk, just literally speaking aloud and learning the this this communication that had shifted from written words to now actually being direct voice channel and having the faith in that has been the journey over the last you know 20 years of 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 really this journey of who am i how am i guided how can we communicate and where is this taking me has been a, a journey of very many years
0: Yeah. So 20 years. So, I mean, did you have like little inklings at all that this was happening before like the visceral?
1: (sighs) Well, I'd had, uh, my whole life, I've been a little bit weird. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm sure my parents will tell you I was a very weird child. Um, but I used to, I used to have, um, i was a very sensitive child and i used to see things and feel things and have deep night terrors growing up you know and and i would see things that didn't make any sense until i was much much older and i started reading books and watching television and i'd go i saw this when i was when i was a child and and that i think for me was the hardest thing because My connection to source, if you like, my connection to spirit actually started off in fear because Mm. I was terrified as a child. I was deeply connected, but I used to hear voices and I used to have people in the room and I used to feel footsteps and I used to have people sit on the end of the bed. And all of this, now I look back on it as I could hold somebody in that space and go, yes, it is happening you know, and, and be able to be a guide for that. But obviously in most people's lives, parents don't have to deal with that. You know, It's yeah. just like, oh, it's all in your imagination. Yeah. But it really, it really, really wasn't. And like I say, the pieces that I've put together since of recognizing, well, I actually saw that in a nightmare when I was very, very young. And um, so I always had this connection, but I did manage to turn it off. I think I turned it off in my teens. And then when I moved to London in my mid 20s, it just fired right back up again. And I, I think it was being in a place that was so ancient and so feeling for an empath to actually be placed in the heart of London with so much history and so much story in there. I think it was inevitable that whatever sensitivity I had was going to reawaken at that point and so that's when I actually said to myself I need to investigate this and I took an active choice to go right I'm going to investigate my weird and let's see where we go from there so yeah I always knew I was a bit connected but um the journey of actually having voice come through me that was quite a bit later.
0: Uh, Wow. I, I feel like you just spoke part of my story too. (laughs) But, um, I, I understand completely the, um, being so sensitive and feeling very different. And, you know, as, as a child for myself, I, I was quiet. I really didn't talk much because I observed, I saw, and, You know, my mom would always take me grocery shopping with her as an example, and she'd leave me up front with the cashiers. And I'd just sit like on the checkout area and I'd watch people because I could see something else in them. I didn't just see them. I saw like their aura, whatever you want to call it. And I was always fascinated by it and it kept me quiet. And it, it was a gift, you know, this this sensitivity, because I could I could feel in my friends and other people all that they were feeling. And, you know, I just I just wanted to hug people all the time to, to make them feel better. Um, and at some point I turned that off, too, because I got into this space in my own journey of not believing it was real. And the moment i stopped believing it was real it said okay and it shut off and i would say not probably until my late 20s early 30s did it turn back on but in a different way um it's more clairsentient now i don't see i just know um, and as a body worker hands-on someone it's there it all is they their their whole story. So thank you for sharing because um I think there are there are so many empathic and sensitive people right now feeling this vibration in the world, this call and not understanding kind of what it is. Um and you and I have talked about this and it's this feeling of needing to be who you are needing to bring yourself into the world. And you are bringing yourself into the world as a channel. And you know, that, that must bring some slight fear with it in and of itself because it's it's weirdly awesome. <laughs> you get to step outside of your humanness to allow in this universal knowledge and wisdom. So could you just speak a little bit about like how you really overcame your voice, like letting your voice be the voice of the universe?
1: Well, it's been a journey. I I think one of the things we've talked about as well is it's not ended you know we are human beings living in what is a difficult period of time you know and and i do think that we have moved into a more feeling more connected period of humanity you know so many so many of us like you say are waking up now we are embracing that we are feeling our way through the world And it's not that we're just having conversations with people. Mm. We are literally feeling their emotion. We are feeling the vibrations of the world. We are feeling the discontent. We're feeling the, the looking around and going, how did we get here? And we're, as a human species, we are moving through this period of reassessing everything. And I think that is the individual process. That so many of us are going through of this reassessing everything as well as on a human scale we are reassessing everything and it does mean that right now for for all of us who are sensitives for all of us who are awakened for all of us who are the healers and the you know the way showers and all of that sort of thing we're having to take these radical decisions to take ownership of ourselves And to take responsibility for whatever I'm feeling right now is mine. And and that shift is what has happened and and how I've managed to find voice and find my way to be able to do this work. But it is what is happening in, in the entirety of the world as well because we've been taught that who we are comes from outside of us and who we are comes from what we do for other people and the problems that we fix and you know how we make other people feel and as empaths especially we get lost in that at a really early age that we completely lose ourselves in you know taking up too much space and not wanting to make a fuss and having our own ability to say I want this is it's just not part of our awareness or our ability, you know, and I I'm saying that as a collective, but it kind of feels like that. Maybe you'll argue with me. But I look back at at growing up and my teenage years and stuff and actually being able to say this is what I want, I just didn't I it wasn't even in me. I didn't have Mm. it as a capability. You know, I my stock answer to anything was, well, what do you want to do? You know, and so this like taking ownership and coming into ourselves and step by step by step, recognizing that I have a truth and that I have a voice and that I want things for myself and that I'm here to do things for myself, and that in actual fact my truth brings more and more power of myself to be that in the world it takes a conscious effort to do that and it takes a recognition of I need to work on me not work on what's outside of me not work on what job I do not work on the relationship not work on anything that's external but literally come back into ourselves and you and I and and many of us have had time to do this. You know, we've had the 20 years to do this. But what I'm seeing in the people that I work with and the people that we come into contact with every day is that literally this awakening is happening like overnight for people now. And the navigation that is required when we suddenly have this switch from external navigation to internal navigation can be so unsettling. You know, it's it's quite terrifying that we suddenly look around at the world and go, "I don't know who I am anymore." Yeah, because I thought I was that, and I thought my job was this, and I thought this thing that used to make me happy it doesn't anymore. And you know, this is this is the the awakening moment that that I know you work with a lot of people, and that I work with a lot of people, and especially empaths, we're really struggling with this at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because when that switch happens, we have to find our own truth and we have to find what it is that we want. And we learn to navigate from a completely different space. And it's really difficult, you know, and and I sort of use this analogy of, you know, we've we've been taught this uh, spiritual teaching of, you know, you're paddling upstream instead of just letting the stream take you, you know, and go with the flow and all of that. But when we're going through these radical shifts of what is my truth? What is my voice? Who am I? We have to actually just paddle like crazy to get to the side of the river and get the hell out of the river until you've even figured out whether you like being in that river, whether you knew you were in the river, whether the canoe suits you. Uh, whether actually you're even the human being that you wanted to be I mean it's 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 such a radical different way of seeing the world that we're some of us are being forced into and that we've had to gradually work our way through that you know it's it's so important that people like you and I and the other teachers that we know and the way showers and space holders are here to be, you know, people that we can reach out to in those moments. Yeah.
0: I uh <laughs> I love the river analogy because I I just used an ocean analogy with a client yesterday thinking about, no, 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 just get out of that ocean of stuff. Like it's too much. Like get to shore, get on the boat, get on the helicopter, just get out of the ocean of madness that all of a sudden you're feeling because they're questioning everything. Like everything is a question. Um, And so I know I've talked to you about this before, but I'd, I'd love to hear how you think people can navigate even better through getting out of the river and being on shore.
1: I think the easiest thing that I could say right this moment, and, you know, this is where I'm I'm actually really lucky in that I had the crew guiding me that I could ask whenever I hit a moment of, like, what the you know? <laughs> and and I have notebooks going back so many years of, like, when I'm asking these really human questions of, yeah but how but what but the and I think the biggest piece of peace that I've I've settled on is that we have to be okay in living our life to our truth even though it makes no sense even though to the rest of the world it may look like you're making ridiculous choices it may sorry it may look like we're um Deciding to let go of really good jobs, you know, we may walk away from the things that made us happy before. When we navigate from our own voice and our own truth, it won't make sense to other people.
0: Yeah.
1: And it only makes sense to our own knowing. And like you say, this Sentience of just knowing and knowing is easy. Thinking is complicated. Whenever we go up into thinking, it never makes any sense. It's you've only got pardon my French fuckery over there. You know, we've we've only got human being nonsense in our thinking. Because in our thinking, all we have are the roadmaps that are built from our previous experiences. And our previous experiences are not the way that we're going to create a new future. We have to be weaving in something completely different. So we can only weave in something completely different when we've done this process of what is it that I, for me, want to weave into my world. So we do go into this space where we've got no roadmaps, where nothing makes sense, where, you know, we, we feel like literally life can be blown apart around us but we often with that have this deep knowing of this has to happen for me because I've been lost for so long because I didn't know what my voice was because I didn't know who I was and I'm ready to know who I was. But right now I don't know who that is because I'm so used to being what I was.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And how easy it is to fall back into what you were because of that nonstop program. You know, it's like literally getting out the axe and looking at it like an old floppy disk. Like some people aren't even going to know what that is and smashing the hell right out of it. Like, nope, that program does not get to be plugged in today. And it has to be that radical, I find. Like to empower yourself to be who you are and find this voice takes a huge act of courage and push and i going to be exactly who I'm supposed to be, right?
1: And, and it is, it's a step-by-step journey, you know, and, and it is this creating our own mastery over ourselves, you know, creating that witnessing of, oh, that's, that's who I used to be. That's not who I want to be, you know? And there's this great, um, this great question of who am I becoming? That if you stop in any minute of the day and you put your hand on your heart and you say, in this moment, with this action that I'm doing, with this pattern, this road that I'm on, what am I becoming? Who am I becoming? And that can help us navigate in every single minute because we recognize that actually if I'm perpetuating this same habit of saying yes when I actually don't feel comfortable or being in a position that I don't wanna be in anymore, we can actually really clearly where that's see where that's gonna take us. And who am I gonna become if I, if I stay here? That's when we can recognize that actually that version of me is more terrifying than this version of me over here where I'm actually the full truth of myself. And that was the journey. That was really the question that helped me get from, you know, if I stay over here, that that is far more terrifying than actually coming out in the world and being a direct voice channel for the, you know, the uh, being a messenger of the universe that showed just how terrifying that future was for me to stay locked away and not knowing who I was and only making decisions because of other people and external forces and all of that sort of thing. You know, so that is a really simple navigation tool that I think we can use all of the time.
0: Yeah. And so important because when we bring ourselves back to center, or as I call it, getting out of your busy head and back into your heart, you know, many people disagree with that and think, no, you have to think through things. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's the messy place. When we can actually drop back in, and get reconnected to our body and not be afraid of what it's going to tell us, that's when the magic happens of really yeah. truly who we become and who we really are outside of all of the, you know, norms and who we've pretended to be to get things in life. You know, I know as an empath and a sensitive, I had this mixed up notion that I had I had to people please. Like because that's how I was supposed to navigate the world. It was not. <laughs> right. That ended up causing me all kinds of issues because he became a version of something else. And I find right now that um, the people who are coming to work with me are also empaths and sensitives. It's just the draw. And that their biggest thing is they don't feel comfortable in their own skin anymore. And there are so many questions that they want help answering. Right? I know you and I, we just, we just died. We're, we're just the outside listening and navigate and push them to here. And push them to here.
1: And actually being somebody who holds space, you do this beautifully, you know, holding heart space. And what I do with the crew as well, and to be able to literally see somebody, like just hold somebody, in a space where they feel witnessed and held to be the fullness of who they are without needing to apologize or needing to be anything for anybody. That is so healing and that in itself is such a gift to the world that when we are held in presence of somebody who is willing to hold us in our entirety, What happens is our ability to break through that solidity just starts to unfurl and unfold, you know. And and this is why being held and working with somebody who can hold you in that space, who isn't just trying to take you on a journey from A to B to be a different version of you that's a slightly better different version of you, but to actually find somebody who can hold that space that you can emerge in like right, literally refine yourself in is such a gift it is such an incredible gift and I am absolutely blessed to do this as my work you know and when we find our thing when we find our thing it is that moment where you recognize that oh this is this is me you know, the thing that we're meant to be doing, and it's that when we're doing it, we feel the most alive. Yeah. You know, and and we've been lost for far too many years in this belief that we as individuals and the human collective have to be things that we're not. But can we imagine can we imagine just for one second that if each and every one of us, just in the blink of an eye, suddenly recognised that part of us that makes us feel most alive and then just decided to do it, how this world would change overnight. Because we would stop with all of the holding ourselves back. We would stop making excuses for ourselves. And if each individual one of us recognised how powerful we are, if we just do the thing that makes us happy, then we would have all the answers to the next period for humanity because the visionaries would suddenly start spewing their ideas instead of keeping them shut down. And the creatives would be creating the artwork that will inspire. And, you know, we will be the writers that suddenly have the words that bring about the next pieces of the puzzle for the next lot of visionaries. And, you know, we as a humanity are pretty mixed up and messed up because we're all tied into this solidity of believing we've got to be who we're not but finding our voice actually brings freedom finding our voice not not only brings freedom to ourselves but to the collective itself to humanity mm. itself and one of the things that the crew described beautifully back just when we did some channels at the start of uh, the covid lockdown and they beautifully described how each one of us is a Like an acupuncture needle. And if each one of us saw how we individually change the vibration of the weaving of the world by being this particular acupuncture needle in the entire energy system of the world, we literally, by being who we are, create a new reality. We are that powerful. And we don't have to do anything complicated. It's literally just letting our own truth and our own voice and our own desire to be alive come out from inside of us. That's all we have to do. You know, and it's easy to say it's all we have to do because, you know, it means we have to take a leap. It means we have to dedicate to ourselves to become that truth and that voice. But we become more powerful to do those things every single time we choose ourselves. Yeah.
0: And the trick is for people to not think that that's selfish, <laughs> right? When we do for ourselves, it's not selfish. It's self-love, it's, and when we self-love, that comes out of us, like you said, it just, it adds to the vibration when, when we think being who we are and doing more of the things that we love is not the thing to do that we have to take care of everyone else. Then that's the tricky part. That's where it gets all topsy turvy. Yes, of course, if you're a parent, you've got to take care of your kids, but you also let them be independent, right? Like, that's the, that's the thing. Like, you have to, have to. And it took me years to understand that. Years. Many heartbreaks. Disappointment. But now knowing, right? Really, really understanding and being all of who I am. I get it. You do see the world in a different way. You don't just see the chaos. You also see the beauty. And honestly, the beauty outweighs the chaos almost every time when you're coming from this true place of yourself.
1: Because that true place of ourselves is everything. You know, and... And when we walk down the street from that place, you know, all we've got to do is look up at the sky, and something magical happens. You know, the simplicity of being out in nature changes us. You know, we get back to this simplicity of, like, what being alive actually means, and what what the truth of being and a connected part of humanity actually really, truly is for us. And coming back about this selfish point, I've learned over the years that actually, by teaching other people how it's okay to treat us, we're really doing a disservice to them. Because they never get to see the truth of us they never get to love the wholeness of us they never get to see our magic and especially if we've if we have kids or we're around kids or you know we have contact with these next generations being able to say to ourselves I made a conscious choice that those patterns ended here with me and that I'm not going to make that same choice for the next generation I'm not going to vibrate out into the world that it's okay to lose yourself you know I'm constantly and you probably are as well you know I catch people apologizing for themselves all of the time and that used to be my language pattern you know I'd start every sentence with I'm sorry but you know or somebody would knock into me and I'd go oh sorry you know and that awareness of actually I'm ready to stop this here that I don't want this to go on to the next generation I don't want anybody else in my vicinity to hear that language pattern and think it's okay because it disempowers them it creates that perpetuation of it's not okay to be the truth of who you are. So by recognizing we're not actually being selfish, we are actually giving a great gift to the world by teaching how to stand in your own truth and shining that into the world and going and saying, Hey, this is me and all of my weirdness gives all of the other weirdos the confidence to go, Oh, I'm a little bit weird too, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, All of us that that felt that we never fitted in and all of those that felt like, you know, we had to just be quiet and sit in the corner. If I can reach out by being the fullness of who I am and reach one of those people that's sitting quietly in the corner and feel like energetically I'm taking them by the hand and going, come on, come with me. It's okay out here. Yeah. Then how is that selfish? How is that selfish? It's a,
0: it's a gift. Yeah. Just you talking reminded me of, um, I, I often have, if I'm out and about, I have small children that just sort of walk up to me and like, just (laughs) lean in and I'm like, oh, I understand. (laughs) You know, and then a parent's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Were they bothering you? I'm like, oh no, they were just, we were showing each other our shiny. Yeah. And they look at that's me like beautiful. Like <laughs> with, with the crazy face. What? Yeah, get the kid away from her. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, if we can allow ourselves to show our shiny, right? Like, why why hold that? Why dim it down? It's such a beautiful light. Like. Let that thing explode out of you.
1: Yeah. And that child, just by leaning against you, knowing that you've given that child an opportunity to actually feel what full shiny feels like, mm-hmm. that that child's never going to be the same. Yeah. Ever. And there's there's a, I think it's Eckhart Told us this amazing description of our job is just to be the fire. And then anybody that comes close will ignite themselves just by being in our vicinity that really helped me sort of figure out how this works and it's like yeah I'm not meant to be just like striking matches and just going out and setting fire to people it's like all (laughs) I've got to actually do is just ignite myself every day and shine myself every day and be the fullness of myself every day even though it, it is completely weird you know, I couldn't be any more like out of mainstream, really. (laughs) Yeah. But what that does to the world, me being that, I know that that's enough for me to just know that anything that ripples out from that will be changing people's lives.
0: Absolutely. and I think that potentially is our biggest message today in this conversation to anyone is just to shine your damn light really brightly take take the cover off of it let it shine no matter what it is because there are people around (laughs) who can help you let that be the sun you know
1: there's, there's a really amazing other thing that I just want to drop in here. I saw it on Facebook the other day, so I have no idea whose quote it is. And I apologize for whoever it was because it's frigging awesome. And it, it was just a poster and it said, if I'm too much for you, go find less. <laughs> and I think for us as well, you know, the <laughs> creating this like, bubble of us. I'm sure anybody that's listening now knows yeah I'm one of you yeah. <laughs> um, you know the this this feeling that we've had to work through as well of I'm too much for people I have to be quiet my fullness makes people uncomfortable that's a journey in itself because it's not all about learning to speak up It's also about recognizing that your fullness will be too much for some people, and that that is absolutely okay because that's who you're meant to be. Yeah, you know we we are we are here to shine bright, and if you're a lighthouse, you have to shine bright, and that means that you shine brighter than the people around you. And what they think about you is not who you are. You know, what they have a response to you as is their response. It's nothing to do with you. It's not, it's not a reason for you to dim your light. The more that you shine, the more that you will bring around you the collective of other weirdos that you and I, Heidi, are blessed to have around us. But we'd only have found that once we moved into this space of actually yeah. I'm weird. <laughs> Any other weirdos out there, you know, I'm really big and I'm really loud and I swear a little bit. Anybody like that, come and find me. <laughs> you know, I've actually been very good in this. I've only sworn once. Um, but
0: there's <laughs> <You're> still time. <laughs> so, It is actually
1: part of who I am, that my language pattern and the people that I work with, we really show love to each other by dropping in the odd F-bomb. You know, this this is how I connect with the people that are here to work with me. You have the most amazing, beautiful voice that you are my go to person. when I want to find that stillness and vibration of like (gasps) talking to God, you know. We each have our own individual vibration and light that will attract to us the people that are meant for us. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we have to recognize that as well. That, you know, if anybody's saying to us or you're hearing in your world, you're too much, be quiet, shut up, sit in the corner, don't make a fuss. If I'm too much for you, go find less. Start freaking I trying. love it.
0: I freaking love it. I think that just sums it up. That's, that's it. If I'm too much for you, go find less. How beautiful is that? Good find. Yeah. Good find. And don't you find that when you're needing the reminder, those messages come right straight to you. <laughs> annoyingly <laughs> sometimes. Yes, annoyingly. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, sure. I questioned myself. Who doesn't? That's because we get up in here. And when we remember, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm good.
1: Yeah. First thing to do when we get in busyness, noisiness, losing ourselves, feel like we're unsettled. First thing we do is come back into ourselves. First thing we do is settle our own vibration and you will immediately see the world from a different place when you settle your own vibration. And again, this comes back to what we said at the beginning about your own responsibility to know where you are, what are you putting out into the world, what, what are you vibrating, what are you shining, how are you being, what is your truth, what is your voice, what are you accepting? You know, this is this is the magic of being on this journey is that the more that we step onto it, the more of the moreness that we want to find about ourselves. Yeah.
0: I love it. I could have this conversation all day long. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do another <laughs> one. Day long. I know we'll have to do another one because this one, Ooh, we weaved a few things in. It was beautiful. So I, um, I want people to be able to find you like, how can they find your channels? And how do they find you to learn more about this? The
1: easiest bit, the easiest direction I can give you is to my website, which is uninvented.life. And on there, you'll find all of the links to my YouTube channel. You'll find links on there to the podcast that I do, which is called Reality Poke, where I take a question of the day. And I ponder it a little bit and then I bring in the crew and they bring a higher perspective to it. Um, and also, you know, how to work with me and everything is all on there as well. So, uninvented.life.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here and spending some time with me and us, the Love Wide it's Open and the Heal Your Story family. Thank you.
1: Been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay.
0: Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Heal Your Story. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me, my coaching services, my book, or book a Heal Your Story strategy session at HeidiDeLair.com. For other self-development articles, go to LoveWideOpen.com. And you can also follow me at HeidiDeLair or Love Wide Open on all social media channels. Thanks so much. Sending lots of love.